0: Uh, hello, and uh, welcome to this latest podcast, uh, Right For Your Life podcast, that's what we call it. Um, I'm joined today by Manuela Boyle. She's back from her tour with you two, and um, and ready and rearing to go.
1: Some of that may or may not have been true, actually, but hello, everyone. I'm glad to be back.
0: Glad to have you back. And um, today we're going to be talking, it's kind of a follow-up from a post that I posted um, a couple of weeks ago on the website um, about, uh, well, kind of about branding. I called it um, How to Behave Online and Build Your Brand in brackets, yuck, because the word brand is a fairly dirty word in many circles. But it's an interesting topic, and, um, and it's a good one to talk to, um, Manuela about, I think, because uh, she's something of an expert in the old brand department. Um, uh, in many ways, isn't that true?
1: <laughs> oh, set me up, set me up. Well, we've well, both of us have worked in branding, wouldn't you say? Um, for about five years now, five six years, um, and it is a very interesting area for for all artists really, um, especially for for writers I think these days but it's a bit of a double-edged sword because I think while technology and the internet gives you this sort of opportunity to um, have your to express your own brand if you like your own personality in lots of different ways there are also some disadvantages with that and in kind of it means that anyone can do that and and actually sometimes talent may not be all that's prized. But maybe that's a little bit of an old-fashioned viewpoint. What do you think? Well, I
0: I, I, I try to write from uh, partly from personal experience because what well, I say personal experience just from being a writer and uh, and of course having a website. So I've kind of I've kind of um, approached being online as in and when I say that I mean like having a blog, um, uh, using Twitter, using Facebook to an extent. Just sort of being, being Ian Broom, a version of myself. Um, I knew I'd refer. Being to, Ian Broom. Just, I just, I just knew that I'd refer, there was going to be. Well, we are <laughs> less, less than two minutes in, and I've already referred to myself in third person. This is why people <laughs> don't like the word branding. That's, this is a disaster already.
1: No, come on, let's pull it back. Let's okay. Pull it back.
0: I summed it up on the on the blog as yes. uh, as three things that I've tried to do, and I think that is important for writers because, I mean, part of the reason this is important, especially for sort of budding authors. I mean, this I think is important for all writers, no matter who you are, all, all, all artists actually. What you said, um, uh, but writers um, in in the sense that um, publishing agent uh, publishers and uh, literary agencies are looking for. People as well as books—they want to believe in believe in you, and uh, no, they don't—they don't just want to. They can't just sell a book; they need mm. to sell a person, and it's it's important to know. And they need to work, be able to work with with us as well, if, uh, with writers. So it, I, there are very practical reasons for 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 talking about this subject. But anyway, I digress. I summed it up in I, I sort of distilled this huge topic into sort of three bullet points: where uh, one was tell the truth, the other one was don't complain, and the other one was be yourself. So they were the three things that I felt were particularly important. I mean, do do you think that they're, do you think that's that's too simple just to say these are the three things you have to sort of do or do you think there's a lot more to it than that?
1: It's never, it's never too simple actually. I mean, the kind of beauty of, of of posts like the the ones on on your blog, and and also of advice, is that you you need to distill it into something memorable, and to and often things can be simplified actually because there's an awful lot of hot air that goes on and needlessly sort of complicating things. But I mean, ultimately, I do agree with that advice that you sort of put forward in that post. But a part of me also thinks, well, you know, artists should be artists. And so that idea of, you know, sort of being polite or being on your best behavior, I kind of want to sort of reel against that sometimes. Because, I, you know, you need, you need sort of people to be mavericks. You need people to sort of speak out of turn. It makes things much more interesting. And, but maybe you do all that once you've got your book deal. I don't know.
0: No, I think you're right. I think that was the one, that was the, and no one really picked me up on it in the comments. I thought that was my, after I sort of pressed publish and read it back as I do and corrected all the spelling mistakes that I should have done before (laughs) I published it. um, That was the one thing that I thought. I just thought, God, I sound boring.
1: (laughs) It was a little on the boring. No, it wasn't. I'm only joking. But Not at all. But Not at all. It's 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 difficult. It's difficult because you know when you're out there, um when you're you do want to sort of treat other people well because you want to be treated well as well. But at the same time, we all have strong opinions about things, and actually, you've got to express those too. So, this being on your best behavior thing in social media, it's it's a really tricky one. I and one that I struggle with myself because. Usually I am on my best behaviour, but I, a lot of me, a lot of the time, I kind of want to kind of kick back a bit. And society needs, we all in, in the, the sort of sector, you need people to be wild and opinionated and sort of clashing with each other for things to be interesting.
0: Well, how about I put it in a slightly different way then? I think I did use this word when I wrote the post, but I think, I think uh, it's important to be consistent, so that if you're, um, if if it's your shtick that you are, um, you rail against society, or you know, you you include the odd tweet or or the odd blog post that's, I don't know, got a few swear words in. Some things that you know, if you're going to be really naughty, you might swear or something like that. <laughs> but as long as you're consistent, as long as that's that is your your brand, as long as that's um, that's sort of who you are, and I, I'm using the brand word there. I don't mean that in a in a sort of a in, in like Nike or or as if like I'm. I'm apple or something like that i mean as in i mean brand as in being true to yourself so you're you're being you're being you're representing yourself online in a way that is true and isn't, yeah. is, isn't isn't false but also consistency maybe that's what i'm getting at is that when i say tell the truth is, i mean so sort of don't one minute claim to be behave like one person and the next behave like another or do you think that's also boring <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't think that's boring at all no I think I think consistency if we're talking about branding is definitely a kind of a key point and and something to sort of be to hanker after to actually to be consistent so you know it's like it's anyone's work a novelist's work a film director's work um poet's work you you have that consistency in the work so of course that should translate into your sort of into your personal brand as well so that that makes perfect sense I won't take issue with that. I don't think.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, if I just using using uh, right for Your life as as, my, as as an example, for me, it's uh, right for Your life is something that I've worked really hard on, and it's something that um, uh, you know means a lot to me, and hopefully, other people have you know enjoyed it, and they come to the site, and it's being consistent my tone of voice is fairly consistent if I was to out of nowhere uh, write, a post, uh, write a post that was I don't know railing against well let's take a, a, an example if I out of nowhere I started railing against uh, the company I work for or if it was railing against my agent or if I suddenly just wrote a post saying that oh my novel's rubbish I hate writing I'm just gonna sack it all off that would be That would that would that would have an effect on how people viewed me, and I think that's what the key. That's what the thing to remember is always always be. If you want people to view you uh, as a a rebel or whatever, I can't think of a good way of putting that. But you know what I mean, the kind of things that you're talking about. If that's who you are and how you want to be, be viewed, then fine, by all means, go for it. But if that's not how you want to be viewed, then don't behave like that and don't surprise people out of nowhere and. Because uh, it will make them question everything else that you've done. It's a body of work, isn't it? I look at Right for Your Life. Yes, it's a blog. Yes, it's a you know a collection of posts. Um, but for me, it's a two years of writing. It's a body of work, and it means something. So to potentially uh, ruin all that with uh, one moment of madness, then that's um, that means something to me. <laughs>
1: But we're only human. At the same time, and those moments of madness do happen from time to time, particularly for us with the artistic temperaments. So, but but one other interesting thing I think about this whole idea of personal brand is what what sort of horrifies me slightly is is something that's happened in the past over the past sort of ten years. It's been kind of creeping a piece since then, which is um, actual sort of brands brands replacing uh talent actually so that so that a brand is something that's sold by publishers and to the, the reading public um it doesn't take take long for sort of someone to be have been launched as a celebrity and they're suddenly penning their biography or their autobiography well they're not they're not let's face it someone else is doing it for them um in most cases um and that's rushed out and actually in the sort of idea of building a brand um a book about yourself is considered a sort of output of that, that I just, I mean, call call me old fashioned once again, but I just, I can't bear that. I can't bear how sort of brand has, you know, kind of almost become the story sometimes rather than it it sort of being, um, about a sort of extraordinary story that people want to read. Um, in the first place, sometimes the stories are too ordinary and maybe that's a reason, again, they're connecting with people, but where when brands replacing talent and true story that is something i don't think i would welcome necessarily but no, I,
0: that- I, I agree completely and it's something that that frustrates me from time to time on uh, the old internet is um it's that always, it comes back to this thing that i've that i wrote in the post about about telling the truth i think that mm. if you for, uh, to try and uh, i'll make up an example but i'm i'm pretty sure that this is uh, is a, a relatively common thing if if you create, if you create a blog and set up a, a website and start offering advice, and you put in your, <clears throat> excuse me, if you put in your about page that you've um, you've got a book deal, or just something, just really sort of simple example that you put that you've got a book deal, hmm. but but you haven't, maybe maybe you have sent your book off to a few a few publishers or or you've pitched a few things, but you haven't actually got the book deal, but you felt for some reason compelled to put that in because you thought it would give you the kind of authority to uh, give advice that you need. To me, that only leads to trouble later on, and it, it, and at some point, if you do get that, uh, if you do get someone approach you and they come across, come to you and, and say, "Oh, you've you've said you've already, you said you've already got a book deal," and then where are you left there? You look a stupid, and also the person that's about to give you a book deal potentially, thinks, "Who the hell is this person I'm working with that they've just lied openly on their website for two years?" and I mean, that's maybe maybe that is an ex- extreme example, but I've certainly seen it where people have. Uh, I'm not, I'm not just talking about blogs again that was a specific example but just in general where writers have claimed to have done things and to have been some sort of person that, that that they aren't or at least they aren't yet I think is the the important thing
1: and well it works for some people and it doesn't work for others you know some people do get away with it a bit of power of the old blag don't they and that that gets them places um, and yeah, and you know so. it's self self perpetuating no self fulfilling prophecy in some cases. how You sort mm-hmm. of build build a kind of life that you want to have on a bit of a bit of a lie, and then suddenly you know you're clawing yourself you're clawing your way towards that life, and you've got it again. Not something that you know I'm I'm saying that that it is as a way that I would be attracted and sort of going, but but mm-hmm. it does work for some people. That power of the black.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe 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 that maybe that's a good point. Well, no, it is it is a good point. But maybe, <laughs> but maybe 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 that maybe it's okay to do that. Maybe I'm just being oversensitive and being and sort of analyzing it too much. I mean, I, just to use another another example. I've never on on write for Your life. I've purposely never written for instance a post that says um how to get published mm. or or something like that. There's a, there's a post on the website called how to get a book deal but that wasn't written by me it was written by someone who has a book deal and has worked mm. in has worked in the industry um uh, and been directly you know has got the experience to write that post and i've been very really very careful about it uh, and uh, that that i haven't claimed to uh, know something about uh, a subject when i haven't got the experience to back it up because someone could quite easily come to me and say um uh, Will give me an example of what you mean. When, when, how did you react in that situation? And then you th- you're kind of looking at, thinking, "Oh, I wish I had not made that blog post up about about this, that, and the other." But maybe, maybe I'm, maybe that's a very idealistic way of looking at things.
1: You know, you you have integrity, and and that's that's good. It's a good thing. It's not something to think, you know, that you're being too idealistic about. But some people are a bit more ruthless. That's all I think.
0: Hmm.
1: And de- de- deceitful. God forbid that you should ever be like that.
0: <laughs> well, you never know if I get desperate. <laughs> um, okay. Well, so let's uh, let's 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 talk about this subject in a uh, in a slightly different way. I mean, what's your uh, what's your take on personal uh, branding in the sense that if you don't feel like you have necessarily anything to very specific to sell? I mean, because uh, you don't currently have a, a, a blog, as in a, a public. Uh, website or something to actually say to sell to people if that makes sense. Of course you it's more than well worth following Manuela Boyle on Twitter and to and It to does keep,
1: keep- it does keep me awake at night thanks for pointing that out (laughs) no but but but
0: but because i think i'm i mentioned earlier on about right for life and i think i'm i think my behavior online is heavily influenced by having something to sell and and by sell i mean you know i want people to go to my website and i want them to interact with it therefore i feel like i i behave in a certain way now that doesn't mean i'm not being true to myself because i i absolutely am but um do you think that there's? Do you think that that changes the way people, when they have something to, to uh, point people towards or to sell or a product or a book or or anything? Do you think that it changes the way that they behave?
1: Yeah, it, I mean, it does professionalise it somewhat, doesn't it? I think, unless sort of what you're selling or the business that you're in actually means that it's it's it, you're kind of liked even more and followed even more for being that kind of maverick character or, or someone that's a bit a bit quirky or sort of a bit edgy Um but I think it depends how you're you, I mean it depends how you're using those social media channels certainly if you've got a um if you've got your work to sell or your poems or a book or a website you are going to behave in a certain way there's no doubt about it because it's it's like it's another form of work isn't it it is you want to have that professional sort of exterior to maintain admittedly an artistic one so it's not quite the same as obviously um, a more kind of corporate sort of presence. It's per- it's personal, um, but it's also artistic. And, you know, it's, I don't think people, people do mind terribly if you let off steam from time to time. It makes you more interesting. But it's just finding that, that line, really, of, of kind of what is acceptable, what is that. It's almost like you need rules for yourself. And I think maybe when you talked about the sort of the three um, pieces of advice you'd kind of put in the original post about personal branding, that, that actually it's about having a, a, a kind of a rule book for you what suits you. I mean, depending on what sort of writer you are, that's going to kind of make things different again about the brand that you're trying to kind of portray. You know, a writer of gothic fiction is going to have a very different sort of brand than someone that writes sort of historical nonfiction. So there's all sorts of kind of twists and turns there and sort of idiosyncrasies. I think it depends on you as a person and also what you are trying to sell, what your product kind of is or what your talent is.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe it does, but maybe the, this the word consistency is important. No matter who you are or what you do or what you're trying to sell, just aim for consistency as much as possible. I guess. I have one final question before we wrap up because we've talked a little bit longer. You can tell that I've been socialising with Americans online by using the word wrap up just there. Uh, I mean, I now need some, I, now, I now need to, say used something. to me. <laughs> I need to say something terribly English. Um, that will probably do. Just saying that. Terribly. Yeah, this is terribly English. Um, yes. So my final question, do you, you think brand is a dirty word?
1: Um, I think it, I think brand's only a dirty word when it replaces story and talent um, and um, and sort of literary ability when it, when it kind of when a book and a novel or whatever kind of a story is considered an a necessary output of a brand that's being built rather than brand being a kind of a term for the way um a writer presents themselves in in public essentially i think that's when it's dirty the rest of the time it's not it's just it's we you know we are all brands brands now if you're, if you're sort of artists writers that that want to kind of have a degree of success it, it's you are a brand all those facets of your um online expression that that's all parts of you and, and it is a brand some people will disagree with this and you know that that's good let's hear let's hear it in the comments really to see you know what what people feel about you know what brand means to them and whether it is a dirty word for writers
0: yeah and and in my, and I, I i think i agree with pretty much all of that but i, I think but again i'll go back to what i sort of said in the post that it's um it's a fairly old thing it's not new to it's just it's just a modern word uh, that does get overused and has got really unpleasant mm-hmm. connotations in many many ways and i know why people are sick of hearing it but it isn't anything new it's just um to me it's just uh, how you behave and uh, and how you want people to see you or or i guess how you're seen by other people it's a, a good definition. That's about it, really. Okay, so uh, that, I enjoyed that. That was a good discussion. Lots of soul-searching again. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so now we'll move on to um, our favourite things.
1: Yay. Right, shall I go first? Yeah, hit me. Um, this week, my favourite thing, um, well, it, it came about in quite an interesting way in that last night when I was at a girl geek event um, down the road. Um, Would you, Do you there... think you
0: should very very quickly explain a geek girl event? Do you think very quickly
1: <laughs> it's it 's a global movement very global, global movement mo- it's well, a global I... movement I think well anyway girl geek a girl, for, for those of you who are not sure what it is um it's it 's basically a gathering for women in technology um a social so I was at a local one of those and uh, um a girl, lovely girl she had sort of brought some some books along and she seemed to be giving them away. So when I saw this going on at uh, a sort of nearby table, I of course rushed over to investigate thinking, how could someone be giving away free books? Of course I had to be in on the act. So what it what it actually is um, it's part of something called World Book Night 2011 which I'm sure some of, uh, some of you will have heard of um, That night is going
0: free... to be wild <laughs>
1: All sorts of stuffs going to go down. Mark my words. Um, well, anyway, what World Book Night is, I mean, World Book Day is a kind of um, day about reading for kids, really. So the night is the adult version. That's where it stops, though. Don't don't fret. Um, and the the idea behind it is is that um, a lot of kind of publishers and sort of CEOs of publishing houses have clubbed together, and they've sort of twenty five books have been chosen, um, and a million special editions of those twenty five books have been have been printed well a million in total to be given away by a network of distributors across uk and ireland um to kind of encourage adults to read on the 5th of march so this is a kind of wonderful and exciting kind of literary happening global sort of well not global certain sort of, but i keep wanting to use that word tonight i don't know why across the uk and ireland um and so the book that I got is is one called "One Day" by David Nichols, which is not a book I've read before, which is even better when it happens that way. Um, but the idea is, is that the the twenty thousand distributors across the u k all give give out the books just before or on the fifth of March, and that people kind of read them perhaps that evening although that doesn't seem to be part of the rules it would be kind of good if it were um and then they pass those books on so a bit a bit kind of like book crossing but sort of a bit more um i suppose organized in that it's kind of 25 books have been have been picked for for me if you want to find out more about it by all means go hop onto the website which is um worldbooknight.org and find out a bit more about it. I mean, in my mind the website could have been a little bit better. It's hard to get the info you need from it, but that's that's another matter. Go and go and have a look and uh, hopefully like me you'll be able to kind of pick up one of these special edition uh, world book night books and uh, stay up all night reading on the 5th of March.
0: Indeed, and I shall. Link, I'll include the link to uh, to the website on the uh, in the show notes on the on the podcast page.
1: Show notes. Show notes. More, show Amer- notes.
0: more Americanisms.
1: <laughs>
0: okay, you've actually provided me with an excellent link unintentionally because my favourite thing um, is a blog post by Enhanced Editions, and they are publishers of um, uh, well of books, but they come in the form of, of apps for the iPad and the iPhone. And uh, they're a UK-based uh, UK um, company or publisher, and they actually published um, the E edition or the enhanced edition of uh, One Day by David Nichols. So there's a nice little link.
1: Oh. Have you but read it?
0: I've not read that book, no. I've been reading um, uh, the uh, Nick Cave novel, uh, um, what do you call it, The Death of Buddy Monroe. I'll be reading that on the on the uh, the enhanced edition version of that. And just to give you a bit of background, I'm I'm actually writing a post. It's taking me ages because it's a really long one. It's by far the longest thing I've written, and I just keep I keep sort of pecking away at it every now and again um, about the future of publishing for writers. It's going to be called that or something similar. Ooh, um, but sounds en- like a book a book in itself. Absolutely, and enhan- enhanced editions very, uh, very quickly are kind of. Rather than e books, where it just sort of replicates the original text in an electronic form, um, using the technology of uh, you know, the wonderful iPhone and iPad. Uh, technology. Um, it includes video. So in my novel by Nick Cave, I've actually, if I want, I can flick from reading to um, Nick Cave. And, you know, beautiful, beautifully shot uh, video of Nick Cave reading that particular section of the novel um, himself. And it's it's you know it's fantastic, and I I think that's the way that things are going to go. But I'll, I'll leave that for my separate post. The reason that I've included this in my favourite thing is because there's uh, a blog post called why you need better data which appeared on the enhanced editions blog um earlier this week and uh it's really simple reason as to why i uh, i've chosen this as my favorite thing it's because i think it's fantastic that a publisher um, of any kind yes they, the enhanced editions are specialized in this area but a publisher of any kind are actually having this conversation online where they talk about things like data and in this case metadata and they're talking about um uh, metadata on uh, using uh, how they use facebook how that kind of thing just give you a very small quote from the article um in the u.s in december last year facebook saw more visits to its site <laughs> than to Google for the first time. We think that how your data appears in social media is so important that we created a Facebook-specific metadata component for our our Odyssey Editions apps. We think providing Facebook with a cover, title and descriptions of a product rather than just a like is a much more effective way of influencing consumers. Now, whether you find that interesting or not, the point is here we have a company innovating and uh, trying to embrace uh, e-publishing and um, or you know e-book publishing, and um, and actually have conversations with readers uh, and and you know the wider industry um, on their website about things like metadata, which you know to, I find interesting. Maybe every, not everyone does, but the fact that that conversation is taking place, I think, is a good thing. So that's why I've chosen that
1: fascinating i'm going to be logging on to that to have a look myself
0: absolutely well i'll include the link to that in the uh, in the show notes as well
1: <laughs> more british more british come on you're getting, you're getting transatlantic indeed you're hovering hovering over the atlantic there a little bit well that's a bad thing
0: but after that truly marvelous episode thank you very much for joining me uh, manuela and um hopefully we'll see you or hear from you in a fortnight when we come back with the next podcast
1: thanks ian see you then
0: bye bye